And now it's time to kick off the interview part of the competition. I hope these captivating cuties brought their thinking caps. Please join me in welcoming back to the stage a neon diameter. Hey. All right, a neon. Let's start with an easy one. What is your favorite color? Oh my gosh. So like plural abelites have an extra doodad in our eyes. It lets us see another color called gambathange. And it's like super great. Wowee, I'd love to see it. Yeah, but you can't, though. I can. I was born a tetrachromat, so I can see Gandafange. I've been blasting my rods and cones for decades, Aspen, so I can see three colors that you can only see if you lift. And I, yeah, we get it. You're all special. I'm sure I could whip up a spell if I needed to, but I'm a little busy right now. Moving on, what are your hobbies? What does Little Miss Diameter do when she's not looking fabulous? <laughs> oh, golly, I don't know. That's, like, most of what I do. Like, I'm way into, like, fashion, but not, you know, clothes. So, high fashion? No, whatever's higher than that. That's what I do. All right, talk about state of the art. Last question, Neon. What would you do to make the cosmos a better place? Oh man, I like love pretty people, but there's just so many not pretty people. I just think like everything would be better if all the normies were in one place where we could like look at them and feed them, but you know, not like have them around. I've been doing interviews for a long time, and that's only the third time I've heard ugly people zoo. Let's hear it for a neon diameter. Next up, we have Cyrinx. So, what's your favorite color, Cyrinx? What? What did she say? Ha ha! You had to be there. I was there. I am here. <sighs> Never mind. <sighs> so, what are your hobbies? And what would you do to make the cosmos a better place? Uh. Well, that was very... Hmm. I'm just going to read the room and assume heartwarming. Thank you, Sirens. Now give it up for Nanael. Thank you, Magus Van Caster. Please, call me Aspen. No. Alrighty. What is your favorite color, or is there some kind of ridiculous angel color that only angels can see? There is, but my favorite is red. Ah, the color of the setting sun. Romantic. The blood of the impure seeping into the battlefield. I don't know what I was expecting. Well, what are your hobbies? For the better part of two eons, I have been the sword of the heavens and the wrath of the gods. I've really been into divine wrath in general, and wrath-related studies. Is that a hobby? It is the way I do it. Fair enough. And what would you do to make the cosmos a better place? Even the smallest act of goodness can tip the balance of the cosmic scales. Slaughtering a theater full of sinners, for instance. Be still, my heart. 
Uh, thank you, Nanael. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. After delving into the mining tunnels and finding scattered remains of those who previously occupied them, you discovered that certain items are tethered to moments in the past. The beginning of the tunnel, the discovery of ore, the deaths of miners. Throughout your journey, there were several instances where knocking had been heard by the party. It seemed apparent that the knocks were a form of warning, but by whom you do not know. This theory was solidified by a series of knocks that occurred just before a ceiling collapsed above you. Everyone, make a dexterity saving throw. Do I uh, still have a disadvantage from being a big boy? No, the disadvantage was because you were about to knock your head. Natural 20 for Mr. Bad Dex. Nice. Mr. Bad Dex is my poor name. Got a nine. Was that a question? 21. Also a 21. Outstanding. Gaspar, Penny, Iavos, you were able to hear the crack and stand on the balls of your feet and prepare to jump out of the way as soon as you see the first pebbles falling from the ceiling. Usha, you unfortunately have an indecision about which way to go and will take the full brunt of the rock falling on top of you. Usha, you will take... Seven, bludgeoning damage, and the rest of you will take three. That's what happens when I try to catch the rock with my tongue. After the dust settles, you notice a small fissure in the stone. With some prodding, 13 skulls roll out and into the tunnel. The hollow clack of the bones clattering around you. Most of the skulls have three to five inch holes smashed into their crowns. Even though they are featureless, you can't help but sense an expression of sadness and betrayal across their faces. It is clear the skulls were purposefully hidden in the walls of the cave, without the proper reverence and rites for the dead. <sighs> oh, is everyone all right? Doing just fine, I think. I'm okay. Wusha might have taken a few of those stones for us. Where, Where is Wusha? Hand is going to peek up underneath a pile of rock as he slowly slowly disinters himself as the rocks go crumbling off of him. Oh, I'm all right. I heard some sailors back when talk about the bone zone, but I didn't know that it would be this rough. Does it look like the cave is an immediate threat of continuing to fall on us? It does not. It looks as though there was perhaps some loose pieces of rock up above, and that is what collapsed, mm. if you had to take a guess. Well, whatever caused that downfall also freed these poor souls. If only we had someone who knew a lot about heads. <laughs> these souls may need guidance towards petitioning. I'll make it my full responsibility. Pick up one of the heads. May I make a medicine check to perhaps check for cause of death as it seems to be uniform? You absolutely can. However, I'll let you know before you roll that when you pick up the head, your party and the cave-in disappears in front of you 
and you see a scene of the following. I forgot to make Wuxia lick it. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue this skull hole, please. <laughs> Mouth fuck my orbital socket. <laughs> I see one of these halflings. No, not a miner. He wears gold. He, he takes one of their shovels. Wait, why would he murder another one? Oh, he's after the coins. They never intended to pay them. You will now take one point of psychic damage. Emotional. <laughs> what a terrible story. And then they hide the skulls of their victims in the very walls that they dug out. Sinister poetry indeed. Is there anything we can do for them to lay them to rest? Uh, perhaps justice has to be done. If justice fails, I also have a ceremony on our way out that I can use to, at least in my own way, bless this place and forgive the tragic deaths of these poor souls. Perhaps we should do that ceremony outside the cave. If such a thing ever exists for us. Gaspar, are you interested in examining any more of these skulls? I made my skull bed. I'll I, sleep in yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> How many are there? There are 13 total. Oh my gosh. I will inspect another one. And again, your party members disappear and a new scene, spectral in nature, unfolds in front of you. Just another miner doing his job, fixing the wheel on that minecart. Oh no, it's that same armor. He doesn't see him coming. At least the death was painless. The pick broke into his skull before he ever felt anything. And you will take another point of psychic damage as you relive someone else's murder. Well, at least we know the A stands for angry little guy now. If these visions are coming with a toll, perhaps we can choose to ignore some understanding they're probably all similar in nature. Or pass the burden on. Well, we should try to collect all of them so that we can put them at rest after this adventure. That probably requires touching them. I intended to carry this responsibility all the way through. Very well. Can we help you bear this burden, Gaspar? Perhaps a bit of healing at the end. This can be done. Just steel yourself against the dark visions you're about to experience. I've witnessed many murders. This just seems like a drop in the ocean. I will touch another. The rest of you watch your friend pick up one skull after another in rapid succession. As you watch the head hanging from his belt, its eyes roll back, its face grimaces in pain, wrenching back and forth, as you can only imagine what it must be like to live 13 murders back to back. It's like summer camp all over again. That same halfling, he seems to have minions, tiny creatures. He directs them towards a woman. She's just minding her own business, eating lunch. She never got to finish that sandwich. Do I have any vision on what these tiny creatures are? 
you saw the silhouette of several creatures that went up to the halfling's knee. Okay. The vision isn't clear enough. I can only see the silhouettes of these these creatures, these accomplices. Is that the end of the visions, the skull skill? Yes. All right, let's take a look at you now. Your body's been through a lot in response to this traumatic vision quest. Uh, I'm just going to use some unguents and analyze his injuries and patch him up a little bit. Sure. It's psychic damage. So you see, I'd like put smelling salts over his stump, but Fuck I don't think that's how... slap a band-aid on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. I feel like calming words might go a long way to assisting the engines. Mm-hmm, I like it. So if I roll a medicine check, will it, ne- it will need to come with comforting, kind words. Just, you know, light, a, light some lavender incense, give him a massage. Yeah, smudge some sage around the haunted mine. Aroma and therapy. I was going to say, yeah, make a therapy check. You, you know, Dan, you're kind of you blowing my mind with that thought. I think I might require that if you're trying to heal like psychic damage or something like that, that you got to find a way. I, to I was that. specifically yeah. going into it. Like, what would I do? Because I was like, well, I'm assuming his body is going to be suffering some trauma. So I was like, maybe I can rationalize healing psychic damage with that. But I like just having to do a little therapy. This is going to be more of a less physical damage and more moving towards exhaustion and muscle aches just from stress and having his body tense as one, two, three. He's been, he's been in another body and stabbed and a chisel through his head and his neck severed, which I assume is, brings up some bad (laughs) memories. Yep. If I could remember it, something like that. I know you've seen a lot of death in your life. But you're seeing from both the eyes of the victim and the eyes of the murderer. We will find justice for these lost souls. All innocent. All tricked. But do not remember this flavor. Please. I implore you. All death need not be so needless. And just for shits and giggles, I'll roll medicine with a guidance. Thirteen. Uh, Twenty dirty. And I have the healer's feet if you need a mechanical Got it. That's, thing. <laughs> that's super helpful. All right. So that is a total of nine hit points recovered to you out of the 13 <laughs> murders you lived through. Thank you, Ayavas. It's been my go-to to disassociate from the work that I do. But it's a bit harder when it's forced upon me like this. Hmm. Well, like I said, it is a bitter flavor. Try to forget it. Let's move on from this grim scene. Exchanging glances with one another, you realize the only path forward is further into the pitch. I think if we're going to move on and there's a risk of more cave-ins, perhaps Gaspar could use his keen senses to help identify such dangers. And I can lay a guidance on your shoulder if you want to move ahead of the group to look for faulty beams or traps or whatever. I can hang back and watch your rear yavos. Gaspar. As you walk down the tunnel, you notice the echoes here sound slightly different than before. Here they are louder and more pronounced. Before you can generate a theory as to why, you hear a quick series of knocks. You tense, bracing yourself. But as no ceiling collapses, will you make an intelligence saving throw? That is 16. Okay. 
As you move forward, wary of what might be coming from above, your foot slips through the ground as if it wasn't there. Unable to right yourself, you begin falling forward before being swallowed by the stone. You're going to need to make a dexterity saving throw. With your 16 intelligence check, you are neither at advantage nor disadvantage. That is a 26. Outstanding. Mr. Rogue. (laughs) The rest of you watch your friend fall into the ground as if it was not there. He's quickly able to spin and catch himself on the edge of the floor with half of his body, more than that, from his shoulders down, completely gone, blocked by the rocky stone. Right there, Gasper. Just as I thought, a secret passage. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, As I make my deception check. Oh, okay, it was like 14. You guys can decide whether or not you that. <laughs> Is there a letter? Um, maybe it rotted away over time. I don't, I don't feel it. Well, we can get some rope ready and help us head deeper into the earth. Passage or not, there are sinister illusions here to deceive us. This is new information. It is a shame that they took from me my lens. Everyone can roll an arcana check. <gasps> <laughs> a dirty 20 cool a whopping prestigious 11 nice hey I think there's magic here mm-hmm. I got a nat one awesome <laughs> a 13 okay Iavos the terrain in front of you is hallucinatory devious illusions indeed do I know generally how large that area that covers yeah you're able to gauge that it goes to the sides of the tunnel Mm. and about, I believe, 30, 35 feet forward. So there's probably a big pit down there. One of the reasons you're able to discern this is the floor seems a little bit out of phase as though it's a couple millimeters, inches off from where it should be and it flickers mm. in such a way that lets you know are arcane. Gotcha. It's like watching something at like 22 frames a second. Yeah, it's it's just a little bit off and you're a little attuned to, to picking up that kind of information. Well, I don't think down is our first choice, if I had to guess. But getting across this gap should be a challenge if anyone has ideas. 30 feet's a long way to jump. I'm not sure I can throw Gasper that far, but I'm willing to try. Um, are there still support beams along the the pathway? Yes, it does seem like the mine is intact all around it, save mm. for this floor. So they're about every 10 feet. So there's going to be three big cedar, cedar yeah. beams going up. That's even further than I can leap. But Wusha, what if you toss your spear up on the cedar and I can use that to swing across it, perhaps carrying rope or something. I think that's a fine idea. You can find a place to tie the rope off on the other side. I can hold it tight here and help our friends get across. As long as those cedar beams are not completely rotted away. I have an idea that may aid with this. It is a good plan. I'm just going to look to the other side, close my eyes, and when I open them, I'm on that side with a misty step. 
Sick. And I'll point to a spot that looks the strongest on the wooden support beam and say, aim here. Thanks, Yavos. I'm going to take one of my spears. Okay. And I'm going to try to just plant it as deep into that cedar beam, not cider beam, (laughs) as possible. Okay. 30 feet away? Yeah. And the goal is to just have it stick out parallel with the tunnel? Okay. All right. Let's see if I can do this. It's uh, outside of my standard range, so I have disadvantage on this. That is going to be a 13 total. I'll say a 13 can hit. Sweet. I mean, you're used to, correct me if I'm wrong, throwing spears at things that are moving. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. This is just standing still. You can absolutely do it. If you'll just do a quick strength uh, at advantage to see how secure it is. (laughs) Pretty secure. That is a 22 total. Okay, great. You can see, Iavos, the head of the harpoon is more than halfway in there. Mm. It's going to support some weight. My intent then is to cast a mending on the beam itself to close around the harpoon and make it even more secure. Also sick. And I I think Gaspar and Penny are probably both nimble enough to go across his chain because he has phantom chains that are attached to his spear. Ooh, I didn't know that. I'll definitely use the magic in Ebb to, like, manifest those chains. Mm. Well, but that doesn't get you through. So, if you have a way back, then sure. I've swung from plenty of riggings in my life. I can sort this out. All right, then just don't drop Penny and me. Ain't never gonna happen. Okay, wonderful. Which one of you is going first? Gaspar will go first. Okay. I agree. As Penny and Gaspar prepare to climb across, I'm going to close my hands around my enchanted gloves that Gaspar gave me as though I am holding them by the hand and give them both a guidance. Mm. Mm. Beautiful use. Iavos, you have been awarded personal glory for helping your friends from afar. The misty step combined with the use of the gloves and the heartfelt sentiment that goes along with it. You can practically hear the crowd just going, oh. Yeah, hand-holding always wins. <laughs> it is our signature maneuver. That is a 20 total. Of what? Acrobatics. Okay, great. Perfect. So you are able to get across. No problem. Sweetness. Do you do, or do you do fancy moves? Do you have a flourish? I think Gaspar is going to be holding onto the chain, but then creating tension and using that to walk on the wall. After he's done and it passes his tests, he's just going to do a nice little hop and give Ayavos a pat of thank you on the shoulder. Outstanding. Penny, you are next, correct? Yes. Is a seven above the DC? A seven is below the DC. And what fun we're about to have. Oh, goody. (laughs) Penny, adjusting to your new body, throws off your balance and equilibrium just enough for you to slip and stumble. A quick hand up to grasp the chain before you fall fails. And you disappear into the floor, gone from sight from the rest of your party. Penelope! Is there any way that I could try to like snap the chain to catch Penny's leg or arm or something like that in a loop of it and draw it tight. You, I know exactly what you're trying to do. You absolutely can. It Hell will yeah. be a high DC. That is totally fine. At least I tried. Make a sleight of hand. That's what I was thinking too. 
Huh? Oh, that's going to be a 17 total. Oh, sorry. 18. With an 18, you are unable to do it. However, the tautness of the chain slackens enough to go down so Penny's other hand can reach up and potentially grab on. Go ahead and do another acrobatics check. We'll say with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I'm watching all of this. I'm going to keep channeling my guidance since there's not much else I can do right now. Perfect. Both were 17. Oh, okay. I'll say that you're able to grab onto the chain at the very last minute. Wusha tenses the chain and brings you up. And if it wasn't so terrifying, it would almost be comical the way that you're bouncing up and down as this chain solidifies into tautness. Oh, hook me a keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Penny sighs. How embarrassing. And then her hand lets go of the chain and she plummets down into the illusory terrain. What are you doing? Suddenly you feel a hand on the back of your shoulder. Penny can also cast Misty Step. (laughs) I just wanted to see if I could still do it. Not as nimble as I was. Mirthful, really. Mm. Okay. Wusha, you are alone. (laughs) Utterly alone. (laughs) It would be a bad time for Wusha to start licking wood. Um, (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) I am going to back up about 10 feet. Then I'm going to run toward the edge Uh, And as I can feel the ground starting to give way a little bit, I'm going to leap downward and try to swing as far as I can, like I'm holding onto an old rope in a ship. Try to get my way all the way over to the other side with one big swing. Okay, you're going to do a pendulum type thing going into the hallucinatory terrain and then back out in a swashbuckling kind of pose. Exactly. Outstanding. Go ahead and roll, we'll say athletics. The Spider-Man web-slinging nerds are going to be just so angry. Not great. I get an eight. I rolled a two. You did roll a two. You... <laughs> Shallower than I expected. <laughs> just leaps right into the hole. <laughs> that time he only did make a whoosh. <laughs> Aw. As, you, as your foot leaves solid ground, you realize you did not look before you leapt, and you don't know what is underneath the hallucinatory terrain. As you're swinging, you slam into what is probably a stalagmite and fall down as you've lost your grip and the wind has been knocked out of you. Struggling to take a breath, the change in smell has become incredibly apparent. Bile and sick flood your nose and mouth. It is all you can do to hold back your gag reflex. You look up and see a pair of eyes staring back at you. Slightly to the left, another. Slightly to the right, another. Gasping for air, you attempt to push up and stand up, taking a full view of what is in front of you over 40 eyes staring back at you 
Despite the proximity of your allies, you are alone. Hey, Dirk B-Rad Bradley. Uh, hi. Dirk, I represent a local media concern, and I gotta say, the word on the street is the brass and EXPN have not been happy with this absence of yours. Well, gee whiz, Mr. Haircut, I guess I'll just unstab myself. <laughs> you see, that's the kind of thing we need more of. You doing your job, but on live scry. Look, I've been trying my dingus to get vertical enough to get back on that slap and tickle grind with my main man, Rusty. But it's a no-can-do on the not-bleeding front. Look, we both know clerics are just glorified herbalists with a prayer book. Ha <laughs> ha, that is so true. They don't know what's best for a smart, sophisticated guy like you. Yeah, my nurse threw up when I put smuggled chocolate syrup on my salad. What an unrefined ballad. Mm. Yep. So what do you propose? Look, sitting here, sitting in a chair, smiling for the nurses, smiling for the scry, it's all the same stuff. Let's say we get you released on your own recognizance. I tried doing some recognizance into the nurses' lockers to get some dirt, but apparently people just keep clothes in there. <laughs> You're funny, but no, I'm talking about getting you all patched up and out on your own again. We're prepared to offer you an apartment with a luxurious alley view in the bowels of Verata and a generous pay-bump to keep you in yogurt dip cotton candy nubs for life, am I right? Where do I sign? Sharp and quick. My people warned me about you. I've just got this contract right here. Bingo, bango. Signed and dotted. That's where my name goes, bud, but that's okay. Almost no one gets it right on the first try. Fortunately, I brought a second copy for just this kind of inevitability. Bingo, bango? Signed and dotted. Man, you really took me for a ride. And speaking of rides, why don't we get you out of here and into some new duds, huh? How do you feel about jungle jorts? All right, hold your presumably tasteful underpants. I get a free apartment, a boost of my allowance, and the booty blasters that Zenith Envy called an affront to masculinity? I'm in. And so much more, Mr. Bradley. I mean, you can keep calling me B-Rad, if you want. Can do, B-Radley. Well, hot dangle, you're swell. What did you say your name was? <laughs> my name shouldn't be important to a super special guy like you. I'm just some nobody. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mr. Nobody. To the shopping mall. <laughs> no, no. Whatever you say, Radical Bradical. Whatever you say. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. If you're searching for traps or you fall down a hole, never take a quest without your ten-foot pole. New from the makers of Ten-Foot Pole, it's Twelve-Foot Pole. Get yours today. Hey, all you cuties. 
When a Zach and a Law love an idea very much, sometimes they get together and make a podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank you all for your support, even if that just comes in the form of listening every week. I won't pretend there isn't more you can do, but I don't want that to undermine how much I absolutely appreciate even just tuning in on the regular. You're the best. If you've been listening for a long time, you're going to notice some changes in the near future. After over a year of work and planning, me and Zach are moving the podcast to the ACAST platform as one step of our future plans to keep the content coming for a long time. What this will mean is you'll start hearing some new ads during the show, and the kind that we don't make ourselves. These are called dynamically inserted ads, which is something ACAST does automatically, and it helps content creators like us get money for ads that we would never have been able to get on our own. So I know more ads isn't the best thing in the world for your listening pleasure, but I hope that when you hear them, you'll think about it as a sign of our success and helping our future. Plus, many times the ads you hear can honestly be quite helpful. But we won't stop bringing you our own unique baked-in comedy ads and whatever else we can get our sausagey little fingers on. Another thing that keeps us going is the Patreon, where listeners like you can unlock a big wet boatload of D&D content for your home game, bonus audio, and so much more. Our highest level patrons can make characters to become part of the show's meta, or be assigned to the legendary mid-roll teams to be mentioned weekly. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Forgotten Legacy, with Wagon, Insanity, John Reinhardt, and Daryl. To get a personal message on the show or have a possible advertising opportunity, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitch at Slapdash Streams for Monday night live LUQ premieres with Dungeon Mistress Dana, Wednesday nights are me and Zach's Pokemon Nuzlocke challenges, and starting June 8th, we'll be taking a short break from the Nuzlocke's to bring you Undermile, the vanguard below the garden. An epic four-part fantasy adventure run by yours truly, where I'm joined by some of the fantastic players of Slapdash, to tell the tale of Undermile and raise money for Hazel's House Pet Rescue. The players are taking the roles of small animals who serve and protect the code of the farmland and the divine crofters in a grim but wonderful world. Check out the trailers and more info on social media or the Discord, which you should join. And while you're there, say hi. We really look forward to seeing you. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Everybody loves Gratino Zarkana, the best pie in the multiverse for feeding the family. We got the best sauces and cheeses, hands down, no argument. We got the meat shield, the crust of holding, the calzone of truth, and all your favorite magical pizza manifestations. But sometimes you get tired of the old disc of dough stacked up with delicious toppings. Well, my uncle knows a guy who's a bit of a geomancer, and we're talking math magic, none of that dirt magic. Anyway, we put our heads together and we're proud to introduce the new Cretino's Polycoron Pizza. It's got a whole mess of incomprehensible tangents and vertices. If you asked me last week what a polyhedroid was, I would have said ask a butt doctor. But now we're making freaking pizzas, busting out of the cage of three-dimensional thinking. A crit about it. Get yours today. Free two-liter of Rock Shasta. Unlimited toppings, four dimensions. Only available at Cretino Zarkana. It's the home of the meat shield. Call Cretino Zarkana for dimensions. We make pizzas with math. Like Polly Tops, sure that sounds good.
Wusha. Catching your breath, you realize that you have sustained some damage, bruised, slightly cracked ribs, six bludgeoning damage. The creatures standing in front of you are approximately one foot tall. Their skin is the color of uncooked pig flesh and translucent to where you can see the deep purples and browns of their internal organs. Their legs are eight inches and arms each six. Both sets of limbs are spindly and have three small milk-white claws protruding from the ends. Their bellies are bulbous and their backs hunched. Wisps of gray fur come off their shoulders and spine. Diamond-shaped heads are attached to long, protruding necks, and their solid white eyes reflect the light and appear to jut out of their deep eye sockets. No nose is on their face, simply two tiny holes below their eyes. Their mouths take up the lower half of their heads and have large front teeth, which look perfect for ripping out chunks of flesh. Roll initiative. We just hear from the illusion. Oh, they're pinching me. <laughs> it's coming, it's out. coming out of me. They're taking my meat. <laughs> One inch at a time, they're taking it. <laughs> 14. I have a dirty 20. Uh, my 20 got dirty too. Oh, cool. Natural one as I, as Gaspar goes for like a face palm, but hits air. <laughs> Which one of you guys is going first? What's your dex? Real bad. Oh, okay. Me. Tragic. Penny, you hear the sounds of chittering and scrambling. <laughs> And the gasps of your friend Wusha as he attempts to regain his breath. Is he still hanging on the chains like are the chains taut? They are slack. And I hear him. Yes. <gasps> oh, here we go. That sounded like a stalactite on someone's balls. <laughs> Penny is going to run and mirthful leap off the edge towards where she hears Wusha. Into the hallucinatory terrain. Into the terrain. Outstanding. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Eleven. Okay, so as you land, not knowing where you're landing, you're going to lose footing. The ground is loose. And jagged. You will take six points of bludgeoning damage, but you are now down in the pit. Ah, son of a snitch. Since me and Penny are going at roughly the same time, having both rolled 20s, can I do a move action as she's going, like before she disappears? Sure. As I see Penny getting ready to leap, I just pull my spell book off of my belt and toss it to you and say, Catch! Oh, sure. Just take it down with you. Oh, I can do that. Okay. Outstanding. I don't know why, but... Oh, I know why. Do you have anything else that you want to f- pop in there real quick? Thinking very quickly as you absorb this brand new scene. Do I have any movement left? I will say no. Are they all occupying one space? Yes. Penny looks 
across all of these creatures. You all look like you could use a little light. And she casts fairy fire, hitting them and a section of the terrain. They need to make a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Got it. What's the DC? 15. The creatures standing directly in front of Wuxia begin to glow with a... In the past, Penny's fairy fire has been a variety of colors. But right now, it is gold edged in green as her new magic aura seems to extend and envelop them. That gold and green light illuminates the pit and the walls surrounding it, and it becomes more vibrant as a new light source of the same color appears closer to Wuxia and a third closer to Penny. As the swarms of these creatures that had previously been invisible now come into view. Ooh, I like that so much. Iavos, you threw the book. Was there anything else you feel like you can fit in with your action economy? Oh, yeah. Um, That's just the very beginning of my turn. So now it is me, I believe. Yes. So the book is my familiar. It comes to life and its eye opens on the cover. And one of its leather straps wraps around Penny's belt, hanging of its own accord. And as the eye opens, Iavos's eyes go white, and I now see through the eyes of my familiar. And I have a view of the inside of the pit. Sick. Um, seeing that Wuxia's down, Penny landed rough, and they're surrounded by lots of what in my head I'm picturing as a swarm of naked mole rats, even though I know that's not <laughs> Me fully too. accurate. That's you what are, I had too. You are not far off. If you picture a naked mole rat with like long limbs. And like mixed with a jellyfish and that it's a little transparent, like yeah. just a little. Well, I think right when they're babies, they're, they're weirdly translucent. Mm-hmm. So like they're a like, spider baby. Yeah. yeah. So yes, naked wear mole rats. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you picture these creatures as not needing melanin because they are underground, that's why they're a little translucent. So for my action, I'm going to lock eye, as it were, uh, with the spot between Wuxia and the swarm. And from there, I'm going to manifest a third level reap and sow spell. Oh, I don't know that spell. That's not in... That's not in my book. What does reap and sow do? So I need all of the creatures within 10 feet of that isolated spot, which falls just short of Penny, enemies specifically, to make me a constitution saving throw, the DC of which is 14. Got it. DC 14. Three swells of these creatures will be making constitution saving throws. Wonderful. Here's a quick question. Anyone who's standing there or any creature that you can see? It says each creature of my choice, which leads me to believe I would need to be aware of them in order to choose to target them. I would rule that way as well. These three swells of these creatures will roll constitution saving throws. Wonderful. Two of them succeed, one of them fails. All right. Uh, The group of them is going to take some necrotic damage and Wuxia... You can spend two hit dice plus your con mod to recover hip. Oh, two hit dice. So I good. cast it at third level. Oh, thank you. 
Is it like spending hit dice? Do I add constitution modifier to each one or just to the total? It is exactly like spending hit dice Fantastic. in that they're gone for the day and yep. you add the con mod. To each roll. To each roll. Fantastic. Ooh. Oh! Oh! That's double tens right there. Jeez Louise. I get 24 health back. That's why they call him Max, everybody. <laughs> and what happens to the bad guys? Uh, the ones who failed the save are going to take 13 necrotic damage, and those that succeeded will take six. Outstanding. And if there happens to be any non-magical vegetation in the bottom of this mining hole, it will wither away. There is uh, roll a roll just roll a perception check through your familiar's eye. I will most certainly do that. Thirteen. You can see a little bit of lichen mm. on the edge of the pit, uh, and that shrivels up and turns brown and crumbles to the floor. I'm liking that. That's your turn? That is the end of my turn. Outstanding. They are going to go. Oh, I don't like that. The one that is closest to you, which Penny revealed with Fairy Fire, is going to move forward into your space and attack. Does 19 hit your AC? Uh, since my AC is 16 right now, absolutely. Okay. These small creatures swarm over your body, their claws attempting to get inside every nook and cranny, and their teeth, two big front beaver-like teeth, begin pinching and pulling at your flesh. You will take 11 piercing damage. My crannies! (laughs) The swarm that originally had its eye on you is also going to move forward surrounding you and attempting to bite the heck out of you. Bring it on. They're so nasty. Nasty little soft pink babies. Uh, Most of them will miss. It seems as though their friends got the jump on you and have taken up all of the good, soft, juicy spots, and these guys can't get purchase with their jaws or their claws. That's impressive. Wuxia has a lot of juice to give. He's like 95% juicy bits. (laughs) The third swell is going to move towards Penny. And Penny, how do you evade this swell of creatures rushing towards you? Penny is going to immediately kneel down behind her big shield. This throws them off. They are uncertain how to handle this situation. And anyone watching would think, why don't they just go around? They are singularly focused on moving forward towards you. They don't have object permanence. This is a peekaboo scenario. (laughs) Uh, Yes. They are not as bright as some of the other creatures you faced. Well, now that they're on fairy fire, they are. (laughs) This is going to make it Wuxia's turn. Wuxia is going to stand up and flail his limbs around and shout out, Get off of me, you crayfish! (laughs) He's going to stand up from prone, first and foremost. Then he is going to, with the chains manifested on his spear, pull down as hard as he can to try to get it to, you know, pop down to him. Then he's going to go to town on these things with his spears. Okay. You would like to pull your magic spear, which is currently embedded firmly, and then mended around onto the cedar cedar crossbeam. 
I know what I'm about. 25, <laughs> 30 feet away. Hell yeah. Go ahead and roll a athletics check to dislodge it. You've oh lifted enough God. anchors. It- <laughs> right? <laughs> Cave us in. It's going to be 16. I'm going to say no. All right. All right. Or it does break free and there's a cave in which crushes all of us. <laughs> You're all coming down with me. With a 16 total not doing it, I'm going to grab flow off my back, pull my not magic spear free, and I'm going to try to swipe the ones that are on my body off of me with it. Okay, just do kind of a push sort of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get them off. I can smack myself around a little bit. I've taken it. Yeah, do you want this to be like a dodge action kind of thing that you're doing or more aggressive? More aggressive. I'm trying to attack him. Okay. All right. Go for it. It's like a toothpaste commercial. He's a giant tooth and their cavities. And <laughs> yes. this is a toothbrush. Oh, that's not very good. Uh, 15 total? Uh, 15 will hit them. Fantastic. These ones have taken damage, yeah? All of them have taken damage, yes. Sweet, sweet. Love it. I mean, their skin was described as near transparent. I don't imagine they're that resilient. That's true. Fingers I, crossed. I do get to do extra damage to things that aren't at full hit points, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The tiniest colossuses. <laughs> Okay, so that'll be D6 from my spear, plus D8 from Colossus Slayer, plus three. That's going to be 12 damage total. And do I get to make a second attack, or did trying to pull my spear down count as an attack? We'll say we'll say you can make a second attack. Oh, sweet. There, you have cleared off the majority of these guys. There's two hanging on. <laughs> Wuxia is nothing if not childishly spiteful sometimes as he takes his spear and swings down at the next two. uh, And that is a critical hit. 20 right there. So I'm picturing in my mind. That's not true. I'm not picturing it. This is what happens. (laughs) There we go. I'm in control. (laughs) (laughs) You grab your spear and the two remaining creatures on your chest. You are able to scrape off and fling against the very same stalagmite that you ran into earlier. And there is a splat as both of their bodies hit, crack, and slide down the stone face. Beautiful. Swiping those off and slapping them against the stalactite and reducing them to naked mold jelly. I'm going to rub the inside of my thigh a little bit and look up toward Penny and say, Reef got me right in the powder room. Mm, but my hell ain't cracked yet. <laughs> Is he sure he's not a pirate? <laughs> hey, Wusha, are you still holding on to your spectral chains that are connected to... I would imagine so. Okay. So as Gaspar sees the chains go tight, the tension uh, threatening to dislodge the beam from the support of this tunnel, that gives Gaspar a little idea. He runs over to it, takes the coattail of his jacket, wraps it around the chain, and then slides along it. That is exactly what I wanted someone to do. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of, uh, you know, feet ready to make contact with a wall or wuxia. So as I break through the threshold of the illusion, I can see the battlefield unfold. Yes. Correct? Yeah. And so Gaspar is going to dismount from the zip line before he kicks... Wusha in the face, or worse, the powder room. 
Go ahead and make a acrobatics check with a pretty easy DC. Easy DC? Love that band. That's a good band. They're really not that good. <laughs> it's a 22. Absolutely. I am thunderstruck. Mm. Not, not sure I like where this is going. <laughs> Gaspar then draws poise as a saber and begins to cut into these bulbous-bellied beasts. Outstanding. We're looking at a 25 to hit. Absolutely hit. The saber is able to slash through their soft flesh very easily. And because they are grouped so close together, you're able to get quite a few of them. Their shrieks echo throughout the tunnel. This is a fairer fight than you gave those miners. That is 21 points of damage. Ooh, outstanding. You are able to, as though you're signing a signature with your saber, G-A-S-P-A-R, every stroke forming a letter pierces and kills one of these creatures. They collapse to the ground. Blood pools around them. And to finish it off, Gaspar is going to draw rationality as a harpoon for Wuxia. Bookspear? Yes! And Ayavo shouts down into the pit, The pen is mighty, Gaspar! <laughs> but you can't catch fish with a pen. Oh no, I meant the signature thing. That was cool. Oh, oh yes. I learned that from you. No, Because you're always writing that. stuff. <laughs> yeah. With a big pen. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> Speaking of mighty pens, Petty... This creature before me, is it the only one I see? That is a swarm of creatures. Excellent. Penelope dips the tip of her blade in the fairy fire, and flames crawl up it, but not merely highlighting its edges. No, it is a flame in gold and green hues. When she strikes this creature... Casting green flame blade. That is a dirty 20 to hit. That will absolutely hit. This creature takes 13 points of piercing and fire damage. The creature next to it takes another 9 points of fire damage as the flames crawl and leap to it. The swarm of creatures behaves as one for for these purposes. Okay. So that, unfortunately, that 13 points is all that's going to happen to this swarm. Fair enough. Unfortunately, only 13 points of damage. <laughs> the swell of these creatures is much smaller, but still standing with bloodlust in their eyes. Iavos? Okie dokie. Well, there's only one target that can be seen. Um, and now that the shield is out of the way, the book has a clear view of this horde. Um, I'm going to continue with the Bernie theme of the wonderful emerald fire upon the enemy and the blade. And from the eye of the book, out comes a green firebolt just to slam this horde right in the kisser. Wonderful. Rolling with advantage from the fairy fire. Critical. That's actually a 19 and a 20, so that's pretty baller. Law, would you like to paint a word 
picture of how these creatures are affected by your first firebolt? The burial rite of the mass cremation is rare, but not unheard of, as a pillar of ash simply crumbles to the ground, forgotten by time and history. Perfect. At that point, you hear a very loud creak. And one, it's just my hips. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the cedar planks spanning the pit falls in between Penny and Gaspar and Wusha, and stone falls down on you, followed by the sound of giggling. Penny, Gaspar, and Wusha, please make a dexterity saving throw. And I stood up from prone, right? Yes. <laughs> Nine for Wusha. Nine. Gaspar. Perfect. Twelve. Twelve. Gaspar, do you have an invasion type situation? Not yet. My only reaction to this is instantaneously I can summon my familiar to my hand. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not that I want it out of harm's way. I just need it back so I can help them in case they get buried under the rocks. There's there's a big whoosh as this book leaves your side, Penny. Oh, I rolled terribly. Yay. So, whoosh on Penny. You're going to take five bludgeoning damage and Gaspar, two. So as rocks fall and everyone's mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> well, there's there's definitely... A crack, giggle, 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 giggle. Aww. Did you hear the disappointment of these creatures as the rocks did not fall the way they intended? With that, you become instantly aware that there are more of these creatures around. So, Penny, around you, you can hear the sound of tiny, tiny clawed feet landing next to you and you can feel invisible limbs attempting to get at you they do not make purchase and you can hear small clumps as they land next to you unable to bite into your flesh gaspar however is not as lucky oh, they're using so much teeth they're, they're making it so dry so it was a crit. Yeah. 44 plus two. I rolled a four every single time. Oh, no. The Ayavo special. Yeah. <laughs> Gaspar, small creatures land on top of you and immediately become visible to your compatriots. What they are able to see is a flash of teeth immediately followed by squirts of blood as every one of these creatures is able to sink its teeth into your tissue and rip as you take 38 points of piercing damage. Mamma mia. Ugh. Ow. Gaspar is going to use his reaction to uncannily dodge, which is basically... Before they can interlock their teeth to complete a full chunk of flesh in their mouth, Gaspar will do what anybody who runs into like a spider web without knowing will do and will 
flail reflexively, causing them to get launched off of him just in time. But the teeth will still dig in and scrape and take a bit of flesh as they are flung off of him. Everyone else is able to see these small creatures, their limbs flailing around you while their jaws are still clamped on your skin. So I'm going to have that damage. Outstanding. You said 38? 38. Oh, no, uh, I did the math wrong. It should be 36. So it would be 18. Every little bit counts. Wuxia, it is your turn. Did the fallen beam have my spear in it? That was not the one that fell. The one that, that fell was in the middle. Your spear is on the other side. But did it break his spear free because it would have had to hit the chain in order to land in the pit? Oh, sure. Uh, Wusha, roll a D2. Heads it falls out, tails it doesn't. Do you have one? Yeah. Oh, <gasps> thank you. All right, I'm going to flip a die coin here. <laughs> a one. Okay, your spear is still embedded. Damn it. The chain was not taut enough for it to yank out. Damn it. Well then, with my spear still trapped, Wuxia is not the smartest person in the world or the smartest Goliath in the boat, but he's definitely not going to risk another collapse. So I'm not going to try to tug it down. I am going to keep one hand on the chain. I am going to turn to the group that's harrying Gaspar. Flow in my hand. I'm going to go ahead and chuck it right at him. Go for it. That is looking like a 20 total. That will absolutely hit. Fantastic. And these ones have not taken damage yet, correct? Correct. All right. Uh, Since I'm throwing, I get bonus damage. So that is going to be 10 damage total to them. Okay. That looks like it wipes out about half of the ones that are troubling Gaspar. With him being able to flail and knock a bunch of them off, they all sort of hit against the wall, landed, and you were able to get them in a line. Sweet. As I lance that spear forward and splat a bunch of them, as I draw my hand back, I'm going to graze it past the spear that Gaspar has ready. I'm going to pull that one back, and I'm going to give a second throw. Wonderful. That is going to be a 21. That will absolutely hit. And these bad boys have taken damage. Well, nearly minimum damage. Eight total. Eight total? The challenge with this is many of these creatures are a little spread out and around your friend. So you had to choose the biggest chunk of them that you could find, which was on top of his spine. So you're able to get a good chunk of them, but there are still quite a few remaining on his person. Sweet. I can't get my dual-wielding bonus action because I don't have another spear in my hand. So I'm just going to end my turn there, tossing my spears out, giving shouts. Don't waste your time with him. I got plenty of flesh on me still. Perfect. That will take it to Gaspar. What's the stalagmite situation here? There are several. And if it's helpful, there is several large ones. And then there are collections of small, newly forming ones that are congregated. So it's almost as though there's an area of three by three spikes. Yes, yes, yes. Let me know if I can do this. But Gaspar is going to reach towards his stump and draw forth his spinal lash. Attempt to wrap it around one of the large stalactites and pull it to break off the tip 
an avalanche onto the swarm. Oh, absolutely. We'll say that there's a, a, an outcropping sort of up against the wall so that you're able to get some height mm. with it as well. Yeah. Uh, and you're able to, to grab on. Well, we'll see if you're able to do that. I will allow you. Thank you. Let's just do a straight attack roll. That is a 12 to hit. A 12 will unfortunately miss. Getting the, the rubble to go the direction that you need to hit all of them was a little bit more challenging than you anticipated. In, in response to his failure, he will take the disengage action and then attempt to, well, and will get behind Wuxia. Okay. You're able to slough off these creatures as they shielded themselves from the rubble. They didn't take any damage, but it was easier for them to be knocked off of you. All right. That's going to take us to Penny. There is a new creature next to me, it looks like. So Penny's sword has snuffed out. It's no longer covered in flames. And yet, even though these flames have left it, it still has a dull glow. And she strikes out at this creature. How's a 14? A 14 will hit. Oh, jeez. Great. Oh, good. <laughs> For... <laughs> Their AC is somewhere in between 14 and 12. Mm, where could it be? <laughs> and in theme, I do 14 points of damage. Oh, outstanding. Zillos is able to slice through these creatures as they are recovering to stand back up and turn their attention back to you uh, as they were a little stunned when they fell initially. Penny, would you like to do anything else on your turn? Yes, my blade is still thirsty. <laughs> and so, using Thirsting Blade, I get another attack. This one is a 19 to hit. That will absolutely hit. What is 19 if not just a better 14? <laughs> it's a 14 with a roof. <laughs> this one does 10 points of piercing. Okay, just as before, you are able to slice through a large chunk of these, and several of them are still standing and uncertain of what to do next would be the best way to describe their current facial expression. Iavos. So Iavos has once again lost view of the battlefield, having summoned Opus back to his hand. Um, so he's going to lay down flat in a supine position, lowering his hands down into the pit, holding his book <laughs> like a camera that he's looking at the lens through <laughs> to get a view of the battlefield in a most ridiculous and not impressive gesture. Can I see through the illusion having the dangle view? Yes, absolutely. The illusion is paper thin. A, a, is paper thin. <laughs> Wonderful. You've done a very lovely job at lining up these two groups of enemies for me. So issuing forth from the pupil of the eye of the book, a 30-foot line of acid gushes out as I cast a caustic brew in a straight line. I'm not going to modify this one because I'm going to save it for later. But they both need to make me dexterity saving throws versus my spicy hot juice line. Okay, one of them will absolutely fail. I'm assuming the other one does, but what is the DC? My DC is 14. Both of them will fail. Hell Wonderful. Yeah. Hit him with the grandpa juice. 
my good grandpa juice is double threes. Uh, so they take six damage each. And since they failed the save at the beginning of their turn, they take another 2d4 acid damage. Awesome. I had to check and make sure it was at the beginning of their turn. It certainly is. Go Yeah, go ahead and roll the 2d4. There was only one thing you could roll that would make them still alive. Well, the first one was a six. The second one was a seven. Outstanding. All of these remaining few creatures have acid flung at them. Their translucent bodies begin to melt away, leaving tiny, almost bird-like bones behind, which then in turn soon melt into nothingness. Let's welcome back to the stage the sultry succubus, Corey. Hi, Aspie. Did you change your tie? I did. How thoughtful of you to notice. I love it. Green is my favorite color. I guess we can check that one off the list. So, what are your hobbies? I'm a busy girl, Aspie. It's always sucks, sucks, sucks. Sometimes I just want to put on my cheerleader costume, tie myself up by the fireplace, and crack a good book. Very wholesome. Not the way I do it. And what would you do to make the cosmos a better place? Sex education is a travesty throughout the known universe. You have no idea how easy my job is. Wow, that's actually a really fantastic answer. I'm a fantastic girl. I'll say, let's hear it for Corey. (laughs) Next up, let's give a warm round of applause for... Hey. Doug. Hi, Doug. Tell me, Doug, what is your favorite color? Oof, you know, that's a toughie. Ah. Gosh, there's so many. You know the one that's on paper? I think most colors go on paper, Doug. No, no, the, uh, you know, the usual one? White? Yeah, that's it. Riveting. Well, Doug, what are your hobbies? Are those the ones you do when you should be doing other things? Not the way I do them. Oh, uh, I guess existing is pretty cool. That wasn't a thing for like a long time so this is all pretty fresh i'm a fan myself doug oh 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 and um have you tried the uh food thing that's absolutely wild uh part of me wants it and likes it and wants more but then afterwards it hurts like in the um in my in my middle place Ah, so a bit of a foodie. Oh, and that's not all. Uh, a few hours later, the food does just the weirdest thing. It's it's like a... Uh, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> what would you do to make the cosmos a better place? I've spent a lot of time in a place where people can do whatever they want. And while it's kind of my bread and butter, I don't think it's good for people. You know how uh, too much sugar food makes your belly bad and uh, teeth less savory? Intimately. I think too much freedom makes people's civilizations feel bad. Like a civic tummy ache? Exactly. Well, thank you, Doug, for that hot take. I think it was body temperature. Let's give it up for Doug. Bye, Doug. 
And finally, we have the most sensational sphere to ever grace the stage. Let's hear it for Exondalask! Hi, Aspen. You know, I think I prefer Orndal. Okay, Orndal. Ew, no. Zorn is fine. Okay, Zorn. Uh, tell me, what is your favorite color? Geez, I haven't even seen all of them yet. So hard to decide. But I think if I had to pick, I'd say black. Well, I don't think that's a color so much as a shade. Listen to me, you pulic worm. Black as a pigment absorbs all color. It is domination incarnate. The very void is black. I will not suffer such pedantry from a quivering, obsequious mass of self-important filth. Black it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, what are your hobbies? So far, just existing at all has been pretty great. Somebody already... You know what? Existing is good. That's fine. No, no. I can think of a better one. You know when your eye rolls back into your skull, and within the vast incomprehensibility of your own mental void, you can see all possible outcomes? So you home in on all possible threats, and then conjure the means to exterminate those threats, turning them against each other in a cruel, vindictive ballet. I know exactly what you mean. Good. That... And what would you do to make the cosmos a better place? <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. But if I absolutely had to, I would bend the will of all life to serve me as the overlady of new cosmic order. Hot damn. Total cosmic domination. That's a new one for me. Well, folks, now you know the hearts of these ladies. And Doug, let's take a closer look at the parts that matter. Stay tuned for evening wear and everyone's favorite, The Talent Show! Hell yeah. Fantastic. Well, when in doubt, liquefy your enemies? Yeah. <laughs> they oh, were described boy. as having the flesh of uncooked pigs. Yeah. You just and cooked, you cooked pigs. Just regular yeah. pigs. You burnt them. You yep. ceviched them. Ooh. <laughs> I have a, you pulled that pork. <laughs> the only, <laughs> and out oh, came the grandpa juice. juice. <laughs> no. I'm glad that's I have not regrets. <laughs> The past five minutes have accumulated a list of regrets. Um, for those of you unaware, for this little outro, Zach had to step out of the room for the episode. Um, so it is us. I'd like to go around the table and hear what your favorite part of the episode was. And since there was a combat, we can do play of the game and MVP if we fancy. Hell oh, we yeah. absolutely should. I would very, very much like to be a part of that, please. Mm. I don't know if I have a choice. I just want to be in the room. Oh, we absolutely you, have a choice. Feel free to nominate and... I'm Add your vote. I'm saying I don't know if I can pick just one, oh, okay. but I want to be present for the ceremony. My pick for play of the game, just because I wanted it, it was a clear visual in my head so good, is ziplining down Wuxia's chain into the pit. <laughs> I just, every, I've also been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, and there's a lot of ziplining in that game. Yep. But for me, that was what my heart wanted. My play of the game is absolutely 100% fucking penny saving face. By letting go of the chain. <laughs> that is good. Thank you. I'm glad. Bit, I'm glad you liked. A little bit of catch and release here. I'm into it. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself in that moment, like, like 
Benny wants to see if she can get across this without using that ability because it used it up. But at the same time, like she's not going to dangle there and look like an idiot. Oh, that's a Zach. Yeah, buddy. Welcome to the outro. My play of the game was that wicked 40 minute nap. Hell yeah. Are you feeling like a new man? No, I feel amazing. I really don't. I feel like dog shit. I actually (laughs) didn't even realize we were in the outro until y'all started doing it. My sense of time is completely off. Oh, it's all good. Uh, Yeah, your your unwillingness to embarrass yourself is fantastic, and I love it. (laughs) The opposite of play of the game, though, as we go around, is us doing all of this planning and using spell slots to get over this 30-foot pit. <laughs> Just to fuck off right into it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're... Mm, Sorry, guys. Oh, I don't know. Should I give it to the enemy team? That crit was nasty. That was, that was a very good crit. Gross. There were 20 tiny creatures Just, yeah, with invisible. teeth and claws bared, paratrooping down on top of you yeah. in an anime-style pose, and all of them found purchase in your flesh. I was the titan they attacked on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My mind. They went straight for the nape. The visual oh, I had, which was unsettling to me, was a giant like mama sow with all of the babies at the teat. Just like a line of them all squirming to get at your soft bits. Oh, oh that, that's what I thought of when they had uh, Wusha. Because mm. the other ones missed. Because the other ones were hogging it. They're, yeah. But yes, the paratroopers... It was nasty. It, it made me feel, you know, it was, I was like, it's a good situation. I was really scared. I wanted to keep all of you alive for at that least That would have knocked episode. me down, uh, if not for Uncanny Dodge. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. You're the new tank. That's what it looks like. <laughs> um, I really liked when I almost tossed Penny the book, just because I've never gotten to hold Opus before. And so even though I didn't say it, my head cannon is she petted it a couple of times. Of course she did. Uh, before it, it went away. But I actually really like Iavos hanging out over the, the ledge and <laughs> like leaning down with Opus to see. Uh, that's a very funny visual in my head. And that was my favorite. I, I like the idea that the uh, bookmark licked your mm-hmm. hand a little bit. Aww. Oh, you did its little little purr page flutter. <laughs> but yeah, you I, I love getting mileage out of being able to see through the eyes of Opus. The that that was my favorite part. What I was really hoping for when I was designing this was that someone would peek their head through mm. and see, you know, the untold horrors that lay before them. And there would be some kind of scene there. This exceeded expectations. Oh m- my um understanding of it was that it wasn't that thin because I had fallen through it like my bottom half but that's where my head is mm. so I that's so I thought oh it must be much thicker because I didn't see anything perhaps just too brief of but, a dip. but it is very disorienting having my yeah I'll, I'll say there. that's on me for not no. having experience playing with a character <laughs> whose <laughs> eyes are on their pelvis it's definitely a trip I my my head cannon for that is that you swung down and your your head kind of like spun a little bit, so you mm. you couldn't see past your pro, like prodigious cake, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got bun blocked. This <laughs> one does. Uh, uh, play uh, MVP. I'm gonna say for me is Wushak getting us into this hot sticky pickle. It wasn't a good move, but it did trigger a very fun fight. I won't turn that down. Uh, I, I'd move to make that unanimous because you. <laughs> Like, the the whole direction that this episode went in is because of that. 
I certainly did stumble into chaos, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I asked you, do you have a way out? Apparently it was to run and just do it. <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> That's the way out. <laughs> Fall right in the hole. <laughs> okay. I just wanted him to be like, in the, realizing he couldn't get his spear out, just be like, middle of a fight's no place for tugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to work on my wusha impression. I don't have it. Oh, But anyway... This was really good. Thank you for this fight, Dan, and I am excited for the rest of this chapter. If you haven't yet, listen to the League of Ultimate Questing. You are doing it right now. Keep doing that every Monday, every fucking Monday, I dare say. Visit Puzzling Package. Uh, check them out. Buy some puzzles. They're very, very awesome and delivered to you. And uh, com for all the details, actors' pages, and links to all the stuff they want to share. Go listen to Help Action, too. And listen to Help Action. Pretty please. Very funny lads having a good time and teaching us lessons about what to and not do as DM. But until next time, we wish you luck. Luck.